Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. We're back once again and we're leaving the hoppy side as last week we talked with the Kentucky Brewers Guild and Kentucky Proud about the Kentucky Proud Beer Series happening all across the state this month. And we're going to the spirits side as we have a flight night for you as we talk with RD1 Spirits out of Lexington. It's a fun chat as we get to enjoy two of their newest pours, newest releases that are now available. And it's with the full, well, almost full crew, original crew as uh, Chris and Damon join me. Uh, for some pours there and before we get to that let's get just some news and notes around the state here on hops and spirits kentucky barrel bourbon recently recently announced the newest release of bcs gray label bourbon which will be making its way across the country over the next several re- weeks this release of gray label bourbon is constructed from bourbons of varying ages from five different mash bills after marrying the blend goes into cast maybe 36 month air drive stage that previously held gray label bourbon to rest and further mature it comes in at 100.58 proof and its msrp is for around 250 dollars uh some good news for those uh, food lovers in the lexington central kentucky area sawyer's downtown bar and grill is officially back open at 140 west main street in lexington the popular burger spot was originally located in triangle center a little further down on west main street but closed in may 2021 uh, the new location will be family oriented cafeteria style dining with a burger chili and salad bar and it'll be part of the new city center uh, there where the hole used to be for those uh, familiar with Lexington and downtown Lexington and also the inebriated Baker second location. We talked to her a while back. If you missed that episode, go check it out is now open at the Fayette mall. You can stop by Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sunday, 12 to 6 p.m. for its boozy cupcakes, cheese spreads and candy booze and non-booze related uh so you got to check them out in the fayette mall when you're there a couple of sad bits of news though tilty bob's a vintage arcade bar and restaurant announced that it would be it is now closed in lexington uh the restaurant opened earlier this year and was located at 319 cedar street unfortunately they closed their doors but i believe you can go check out other locations in louisville in the greater louisville area as well also against the grains cocktail bar and venue the whirling tiger closed its doors in butchertown the iconic venue known for its mid-century furniture and decor was open for less than a year. The closure comes almost exactly a month after Gold Bar, also in Butchertown, announced its closing. So a little bit of sad news there to go along with the good news. And also, I forgot about this, but Top Golf in Louisville will be opening here in the next few weeks as well. You can't forget about that as it's always a good time. A few drinks and a, a few uh, uh, golf balls to hit around and smack around there. But up next, it's a flight night with RD1 Spirits in Lexington. As I said, we talk and enjoy some pours with Chris Tedderton, their VP of Marketing. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for a flight night on Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. They're uh, not far from technically where I live, although the crew is spread around uh, the country, though, because everyone loves bourbon, not just in Kentucky. So let's get to the the crew first, and then we'll welcome in our guest. A, unfortunately, couldn't make it this week, but we nearly have everyone back. Please welcome in Chris, who's also known on Instagram as Jeff the Rabbit. How's it going? And then we also have, he is the host of Brownwater Banter, does Brownwater Select, so many different things. You probably see him in Kentucky half the time anyway. Please welcome in D, a.k.a. VA Bourbon Hunter. What's up, guys? <laughs> 
Welcome back, guys. And our guest this week, he's the VP of Marketing for RD1 Spirits, Chris Tetterton. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we, we appreciate having you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, because you guys have been doing some different things there at RD1. Um, and, and we'll get into that here in a little bit, but I figured we might as well get into the drinking because that's what a flight night's all about. <laughs> so can, you, so yes. can you tell us a little bit about the, the first one that we're going to try, the RD1 Kentucky Straight Bourbon? Yeah, so we've launched our original uh, company in line with uh, William Tarr. So this is actually our second line out. It's our namesake line. So all under RD1. Uh, the that first line or the first one that you're trying there, this Kentucky straight bourbon, it is a, uh, exactly like I said, it's a straight bourbon. Um, it's a high rise straight bourbon. Um, we kept the proof pretty high too. We're kind of a high proof, high proof guys at our company. And, um, so we kept it at 98. We, we proofed it to taste, honestly. So we, we wanted, we knew we wanted something high proof, but, uh, it's just really good. It's, it's a solid bourbon. Um, and we've been doing some really cool picks with it too. I'll try right there with you. Yeah, I like the sweetness. Got a nice spice too. It's just kind of it's yeah. not overpowering. Yeah, when you say how rye, how how high is this rye? Uh 21. Uh no, I'm sorry, 23. I believe. 23. Yeah. Really, real nice nose. It's like three or four years old. So at minimum four. Yeah. So there could be, there's, there's probably a few fives in there as well. Um, but the minimum is four. Mm. I love yeah, the nose, like the nose too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, it's I just got a nice finish and everything too. So, yeah, yeah. I, I know you said that you, uh, you guys liked, uh, you wanted to keep a, a high proof and, mm -hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a bit of a high proof snob myself. So <laughs> I hear 98, and technically for me, that's not really super high proof. That's like a real good sipper, though. And sure. so sure. I would so I I wonder like what what do you guys so do you guys are you guys normally operating like the the lower 90s to higher 80 ranges usually? No. So if you look at our our first line that we brought out, I know we'll talk about this more too. But when you look at the first line that we had out, the William Tar line. Um, the original startup when, when the brand launched, there were two products. One was an eight-year rye blended with a seven-year bourbon, uh, about 60-40 split. 60% was the rye mash, Bill 40% was the bourbon. Uh, and that came out at 114 proof. So we found that was a really good proof, got all the flavors, took on a really nice journey. We've won double platinum, platinum, gold medals, all, all the works the last year or so. Um, the second product was a 12 year straight Kentucky bourbon. Um, and that was at 120 proof for the uh, small batch and single barrels were, were barrel proof. So 123, 125. And that's what we liked it. We, we kept that there. Uh, we worked with Dixon Deadman, who did Kentucky Owl. I'm sure you guys and, and a lot of your, your fans are aware of that brand. Um, incredibly nice guy, majorly talented. Um, but after he stepped away from Kentucky out, he was kind of just hanging out, trying to figure out what he wanted to do next, getting ready for his next project. And he came on with us just to lend some advice. And he helped us proof down uh, that 114. And we, we ended at 96 just to add a, a different variation. Um, hmm. And what was crazy is 96 to 114, you would think it'd just be a little easier, a little softer, the typical things. 
the flavor profiles were drastically different. So it was really cool to see two completely variants or different variants, uh, even under just one, one solid product. Um, so that's kind of where we, where we always stood. Um, we like that 114, that 110 kind of range. Um, for this, we did want something a little bit more approachable, but we didn't want to get down to 90 or 92. We wanted to still maintain a lot of that flavor. So uh, we did it to taste and we landed at 98. Now, I'm sure we'll talk about some more of this uh, as we go on about some of our barrel picks. Uh, we offer some much higher proofs in, in some of those as well. Hmm. It's super interesting, honestly, because like even for 98, I, I, it's because of the, the high rod mash, but it doesn't drink like 98 proof at all. You know, I, I, right. Like if you didn't tell me, I probably would have assumed it's like 105, 110. That's not a bad exactly. thing. It, it, it's very smooth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, I could sip this daily and, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we felt. You know, we felt it's a it's a straight Kentucky bourbon. So we wanted something solid out there, you know, something to kind of build the backbone of our brand on. Uh, but it's got a lot of character um, and, and we really like that. So, again, proofed it all for taste. And, and, you know, part of our strategy is we won't put anything out unless we think it's really, really good. So there's no rushing the market for us. It's does it taste good. Do we think other people will like it? OK, then it's ready. You should have that as your tagline. We don't put anything out <laughs> unless it's really, really good. Unless it's really, really good. Not just really good. It has to be really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Really, really shirts, good. you know, some exactly. shirts maybe on the back of the, yeah. the shirt on the RD one. I, I like yeah. it. I like it. And uh, you See? can send royalties to D. Uh, he's, he's got that ready. Yeah. Go. <laughs> All about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, exactly. But, but you, you mentioned, you know, that this is a... A, a blended uh, with some some old not older but you know at least four so I mean were you going for any type of flavor profile with this or did it just kind of come together naturally or how did that work yeah I mean being a, a younger company it's not you know we obviously don't have a, a enormous supply and in, in inventory that we can kind of be super picky um, you know what we typically what we're not typically doing what we did was we looked at the barrels we decided which ones were great um, we decided that, you know, originally we actually weren't planning on putting this one out. Um, you mentioned the French Oak, that was going to be our, our first initial launch with this RD1 line. Um, but we had the, the straight bourbon and, you know, we were going through it and we said, you know, this is actually really good. I think we got something here. Um, and we wanted something a little lower in price too. So the MSRP on the, on the straight bourbon is $49.95. Um, and the MSRP on the uh, French Oak is $59.95. So we wanted something that's a little bit more affordable, um, but still has, you know, maybe not as high proof as D likes, but, you know, still 98, still got a lot of character at a decent price. Um, so that was, that was kind of really important to us. What, what does the consumer, what does do bourbon fans want? Um, that's kind of what drives a lot of our thinking is, you know, what would we want? So that's kind of what we decided to put out with. Yeah, I, think this is a, I was going to say, this is a solid $50 bottle. And not only that, like with it being a Kentucky straight bourbon, it's like, um, like I don't know how to, like it doesn't taste like the typical Kentucky bourbon, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's just something yeah. a little bit different about it. It's like a, it's a, it's almost like you know, since you guys are starting this new brand, it's something that I would, I would like grab from going to like, from going to a party with some other bourbon drinkers. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. like you probably, you probably haven't had this. Like, try this and like guess how much it is. Guess what the proof is. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Kind, of, kind of like a game, but like yeah, that, that's that's a solid fade our model. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, we and, and that was part of it. You know, we there's a lot of the typical caramel, vanilla. You know, the tried and true 
flavor profiles that bourbon has. You know, a lot are at 90 proof, 92, wherever that is. But and prices are just going up as well. So we wanted to, okay, how do we do it a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. People like higher proofs. Maybe it's not, you know, 110 or anything like that, but let's kick it up to 98. That seemed really, really good. And we liked it. Um, and again, let's get it out there at a, a really nice price for people. Well, in, in all honesty, 98, if that's, this is your quote unquote baseline product, that's high for the ba- a baseline. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. 80, yeah. 85. Yeah. This yeah. is the baseline. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not going to scare a newbie away. You know, somebody just getting into it. They see it, want to try something different. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of that's that rye content, like you were talking about, you know, yeah. rye just adds a little bit of flavor. You know, we always say scotch has this nice, really big range. If you like scotch, the flavor profiles can be just huge uh, in the range. Bourbon gets a little more narrow and it, to keep it as wide as possible. Sometimes you really want that rye in there. You know, you get to weeded bourbon and it kind of narrows even more. Um, so we like to have that high rye to give it a little bit more personality. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. And I can say that like, I mean, it's, for what I'm going to say, it's probably a little bit expensive, but this can also even double as like a, a cocktail bourbon, just like mm-hmm. with like the complex flavors. Granted, it's 50 bucks, and most people don't want to put a $50 bourbon into their cocktail. I personally think that you, you pay, I mean, the quality of your cocktail is as good as the, the bourbon in there. But oh, yeah. that's, yeah, but that, 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 that could double. Because once again, like you said, it's that, that hot ride. Like it, it sticks mm-hmm. out so much, but not in a bad way that like you can probably make a real good old fashioned of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Currently, the the uh, cocktails that we're kind of pushing out with the, our, our first line in William Tarr was our 96.4 proof. And uh, and that, again, that's a fifty nine dollar bottle. So, you know, we were having some pretty high quality bourbon, you know, bourbon blend going into uh, into cocktails there. So this is even a little bit more affordable, which is nice. nice. And then then the name RD1. Can you explain yeah. how, how that came to be and why you guys ended up settling on it? Sure. Yeah. So we kind of we wanted to tell the story of Lexington and the history Lexington has Lexington, Kentucky has with bourbon. You know, Louisville's obviously, you know, probably the capital of bourbon in, in the world. Uh, and there's Barstown, all these other great places in Kentucky. But Lexington still was trying to find its footing, we felt. Um, and from us being from Lexington, we really wanted to tell that story. Um, and it's not just the history. We want to tell the history of, of what Lexington had back in the 1800s, 1900s, all of that. But we wanted to tell modern history, too. What's happening recently? Um, and obviously going on, what's what's the future of urban in Lexington? What can Lexington bring? Uh, so RD1 stands for Registered Distillery Number 1. Uh, we revived the brand from uh, from William Tarr. Again, we talked about he was our first line. It's kind of a homage to him. Um, he He founded the first federally registered distillery in Lexington back in 1860s. Uh, so essentially after the, after the Civil War, uh, the government was trying to raise taxes and raise capital, raise, raise revenue. So they made everyone register their distillery. Um, and in this district, the Lexington district, he found the first one. It was the Ashland Distillery, burnt down, became William Tarr Distillery. Um, but, but it was the first registered distillery in Lexington. We just kind of wanted to tell that story. And what does that story do moving forward into the future? Hmm. And then you didn't go with the, the tar name or the Ashland name, though? What, so I guess. Yeah. We, there. Yeah, we were looking at it. And, you know, honestly, we wanted to we wanted to expand it because Ashland is one specific piece. William Tarr is one specific piece. But RD1 really covers this huge, rich history of from a Henry Clay descendant and um, the first president of uh, uh, of the uh, 
Distillers Association. Uh, Distillers Association. I'm sorry, I went blank. So it's just <laughs> the this United long, States. Yeah, the United States, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but it's just this long, rich history, and, and we kind of wanted to capture as much of that as possible to, to do Lexington justice. So, uh, yeah, we, we decided to go with RD1. Um, but I, I have a question. So, and I, I, I'm asking because I, I've been seeing this a lot lately, like in the last like six months, with brands that are, I guess, fairly, I'm, I, I'm not really familiar with William Tarr, but I know that I started, I started seeing it popping up in like, Kentucky, like kind of last year, maybe maybe even two years ago, but yep. I've, I've been seeing a lot of brands kind of you know start with one brand and then branch out to another, just like just like you're saying now. What is what's the what what's the the purpose or an intent with making mm-hmm. making them two separate brands? Sure. So we didn't actually go into that as a as a strategy. Um, so a little bit of the history of, um, of the company, it was startup in 2020. So the fact that you saw it, you know, the past year or two, that's exactly when we've been in existence. Um, it started in 2020. Uh, the, the ownership changed beginning of 2021 and the management changed around that time. So it was originally a startup, um, my family and, uh, coach Stoops, UK head football coach, uh, Stoops, he and his wife. Uh, were the initial kind of big seed investors to get this thing going. Um, and again, in the beginning of 2021, uh, Q1, Q2, we kind of helped take over the management because that's kind of what my family did uh, is, is business management with, you know, sales and marketing and finance and kind of the whole, the background of it. So uh, we went in and as we looked at it, we just kind of decided, you know, how do we want this brand to be perceived? How do we want to move forward? Um and we wanted to get back to RD1. The, the company was always called RD1 Spirits, RD1 Bourbon. Um, and William Tarr was just the first line. And the problem was everybody knew you as, RD, as William Tarr. No one knew you as RD1. Um, so we yeah. felt like we were missing that, again, that big plan of we want to tell the whole history of Lexington. Along how does it go into the future? Um, just to carry that entire, that entire name. So uh, that's why we decided to make that shift. Now, the cool thing is William Tarr, the, the bourbon and, and whiskey that was in those bottles or that is in those bottles was always a limited release. Um, yeah. We got a specific amount. So it was always a limited, uh, a limited release. So when the bottles are gone, they're gone. Um, and it turns out we kind of worked on the timing and they're now starting to run out officially and, and selling out. Uh, so we launched the, the new RD1 brand as well. Got it. And are they separate mash bills or are they the same mash bill? No, completely separate mash bills too. Got it. Okay, got it. Yeah. That I makes more sense. I was gonna say. I mean, I know just when you kind of do something like that, some people will be like, "But I love that one." Is it yeah. difficult to kind of you know get people to realize, "Hey, that was a limited release. It wasn't always going to be around." Because not everyone gets that, and then you kind of get that yeah. fun backlash that you, you know is going to be there when you release a new batch or you know kind of go sure. a different route. Yeah, and and part of it was hard for us too. I mean. The 114, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, we need to make sure you guys get a, get a bottle and, and get a chance to taste those. Um, but I'm a huge fan of the 114. Um, but yeah, that, so it was kind of hard for us as well. We didn't want to see it go, but, you know, that's the nature of the beast of starting a brand new brand, doing a startup, getting a limited amount. And that's just kind of what you're launching. with. Um, so, yeah, we've had some people that are obviously going, oh, but I, that's really what I really wanted. Um, you know, I really like this. And that's why we said, well, go get as much as you can now before it runs out. Right. Um, 
so yeah, that, that's that's always been a little difficult, but it's not hard, you know, educating people that this is limited release. That's kind of always been the, the communication with this, um, with William Tarr. Um, the good news is the RV1 stuff we have is not limited release. That's, that's standard, uh, always on the shelf, kind of forever products. But we've got some really cool things that we're doing that will be limited. Um, kind of one-offs, really exciting stuff that, that uh, I'm really, I'm just excited about. All right, so let, let's get to that that second pour that we have have tonight, the uh, yeah. French oak. French oak, nice color. Yeah, beautiful color. Um, this one got us really excited. Again, we, you know, Dixon has Dixon Devin's now gone on and he's starting his new brand, but we got him to try this as well, and he just he loved this one. So when it passes his test, you, you're, you're, that's when you're like, all right, we got something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have, uh, nice to have someone, someone's approval that that's on his level. That's good. Okay, so is this a lot of chocolate? Mm-hmm. I, I get chocolate. I'm assuming this is this is the is this the same mash bill as the Kentucky? Yeah, same mash bill. Okay. Only difference yeah, okay. is it's finished. Yeah. Now the yeah, only yeah. other difference is actually the proof. So I'll let I'll let you guys determine. It might be written on the sample that you have, but you can tell me if you think the proof is higher or lower. Now, I was going to say I get so much of that raw spice again that. You might be tricking me again. Let me see. <laughs> uh, I know the uh, answer, but I, I have. Yeah, me too. I know the answer too. So I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to cheat. I know the answer. All right, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's the same proof. No, it's actually 101. Yeah, yeah we moved it up. Thinking. Yeah. Again, it was we we proofed it to taste. We wanted to try something. Uh, you know, we wanted to keep it probably around that hundred hundred range. We we like it. You know, pushing a little bit higher. Um, and we just got so much flavor out of it when, mm -hmm. when it's over that hundred uh, proof range, and we settled that one on one really nicely. How long was it uh, finished in the French oak? Um, that was finished about two months, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so not very long. Um, and you know, was that kind of a taste it kind of thing, or did you guys plan on two months? Yep. No, we did. We did a test ourselves, um, and it went longer. Um, and with a single barrel, it was pretty good. Um, but when we started blending it, you could tell, you know, maybe it was probably a little further gone. Um, but we, you know, as you go, we have samples from week three, week five, week seven. So we were doing all kinds of mad scientist things. And we found week seven worked really, really well. I believe it was week, around that week seven, week eight uh, time period. And uh, yeah, we, it just turned out really well, really, really smooth. It gives enough of that roundness and flavor that you want. Um, yeah, we were, we were just excited about this one. I got a, I got a two part question. Sure. Um, hope I didn't forget it. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So number one, uh, we were talking when you said, uh, finish in French oak, I think you, I think you kind of implied earlier, is it a French oak barrel or are you guys using French oak staves in a regular, like American oak barrel? Great question. Uh, French oak staves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, French not rebarreled. Yeah, we haven't rebarreled anything. It's all been uh, the staves going into the into the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. So I know you said that the it was you know, finished for about two months. So mm -hmm. is it 
you is it that like you have a collection of let's say hypothetically 10 different barrels you put the same amount of french oak staves in all of them and then they're they're all in it for two months or is it like you know maybe this barrel could be uh, i don't know five staves in here for two months 10 staves in here for one month and then you kind right. of blend it together right. as you get yeah that's a great question um so the original test that we did because we like to experiment like crazy as much as we can the problem is you're experimenting with you know pretty expensive money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're spending, you're experimenting with money. Um, and you know, you've got to wait some time. So it's not like you can just go in and try it. And at the end of the day, have your answer. Um, so the first test, uh, we did different, different amounts. Um, and then we kind of did a blind test with all our team. And we found that typically there was a certain number of staves and a certain number of weeks that just worked. Um, so when we came out with this, it was all same staves, same amount of French oak, um, same time period. Yeah. Now that isn't to say that as we move forward, we might try some more tests and go, Oh, what if we did this? And we just get a really great flavor that we want. Um, yeah. that's kind of, again, that's kind of our thing is just what's, what's really, really good. And it'll go out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what's everyone thinking on this one? I like it. I- yeah, I, I think it's a it gives you it gives you a whole different profile. I'll say that I lean more towards the Kentucky the Kentucky bourbon more than this one because yeah. I think the I think that honestly I think that the the French oak finish kind of I don't I don't know I don't know the best like almost like makes it like too rounded out you know like almost like like I like sometimes like like a little bit of a bite on, on like on my pour yeah. and so this this is so some of the spice away yeah yeah and so like, this one is just like real real smooth which is like once again isn't it that's more of a preference than anything, but this yeah, is exactly. also a power core. Well, and, and that's, that's part of the strategy, right? Like when we're coming out with multiple things, we want to be able to offer things to multiple people because, mm-hmm. you know, bourbon people have vastly different flavors and, and styles and preferences they want. So some like that really strong kick, some want high proof, some want low proof, some want uh, that smoothness. So, you know, that's kind of what we, we get to go into and we get to say, okay, well, what's this one do? What's this one do? So there's each, each bottle that we have kind of has its own personality, which is really, really cool. Are they, is the French oak approximately around the same age as the Kentucky Street? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Min- so minim- color at least minimum of four. Yeah, wow. big, big color difference. Yeah, 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 we noticed that as well. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just the, what the French oak and what the finish does to it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Definitely. You would have thought I would have paid closer attention to that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crazy week, right? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, now, hey, we, all, we all have those crazy weeks. Yeah. Uh, now I got to ask you, you, you guys, you know, have a, a storefront, a kind of a tasting room down in probably one of the coolest parts of Lexington. How did you guys settle on being in the distillery district and being part of, of, of that? in Lexington on the Pepper campus there. Sure. The Pepper campus, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, what's interesting is the original William Tarr and Ashland distillery was on Manchester street as well. Um, it was it's not, not too far from, from where the distillery district is. Uh, so that was kind of really a, a drawing point for us. You know, we wanted to be in a really cool location. You know, our brand is all about, you know, youth and energy and fun and just, and, you know, just having a, a a premium product that's that's accessible and really fun to have. Um, so the distillery district was a, was a great location. Um, it's been our starting point, and I say that 
specifically um, because we're now currently looking at, you know, how do we expand, how do we, how do, we do even more? Um, so I've actually been working with architects and designers and we're designing out our new location um, that we'll announce in the, in the coming future. Um, but this, this new location will be unlike any other um, bourbon brand experience that, that's out there. Um, this is an immersive, really, really cool experience. You go away feeling like you dove just straight deep into, uh, you know, what bourbon can be. Um, and it's, there's some of the things that we're going to be doing are, there's nothing out there like this. So we're really, really excited. Um, but again, to answer your question specifically, we wanted to be in a really great location, um, that's accessible to everybody that, that people can get to and, and can come enjoy. Um, and again, there's, there's a history on that street, Manchester street. So we like that. Hmm. And if you do, I know nothing uh, about it. So. <laughs> well, you need to come visit me. Yeah. <laughs> come visit Jonathan. Come come by our location. Come have a good time. And and, and for those that don't know about the location, the distillery district is is really cool. There they are one of three different distilleries or, or yeah. uh, tasting rooms in one location. Two brewery, well, down to one brewery and one yeah. cidery as well. A couple of restaurants, all all in a literal parking lot uh, where yeah. an old uh, distillery once was. And that distillery is now actually back there as, as well. At least the brand yeah. is in the Pepper uh, James Pepper Distillery, so it's a really cool spot and mm. one one folks need to 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 check out if if you're in Lexington. If you're not normally traveling through Lexington, you'd have no clue it's back there because it's kind of yeah. It's not sketchy anymore, but when I first moved here, it's a little sketchy <laughs> getting there. Getting yeah, there. yeah, it could be a lot of rundown buildings and, and things like that, that now. But shoot, there's what a eight story hotel going in like a yeah mile down the road from you guys. So they were looking at that. Yeah, it, yeah, and. The, the the other people that are around there have really helped build it up and make it a really cool exciting place so you know on the weekends it's it's packed you know there's a couple of live music places and all kinds of fun stuff so always something to do nice and you you touched on this earlier preserving kind of the the history of of lexington bourbon with, with this why, why is that so important because you know there, there are a few distilleries here but you know honestly a lot of the ones that were here are no longer here. It's not like there's a lot right. of history with a lot of them. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of the history of Lexington. Again, us kind of being from Lexington, um, you know, coaches obviously here and, and part of that culture. And I guess that's probably the, the better reason is we wanted to explain and express Lexington's culture. Um, there's just a really cool, sophisticated culture that we think Lexington has. Um, with, you know, we've got Keeneland and, and UK and there's just all a lot of stuff to do and, and bourbon plays a big role in that. So uh, we were excited to kind of bring that out um, and we've kind of tagged that as bluegrass glory. And it's just that feeling when you're in Lexington, that's just, it's just nice. There's, um, you know, this politeness and this sophistication that we really like. So uh, we wanted to try to pour that into the, into the brand that we've got and, and let everybody enjoy And then I, I feel like this is always a loaded question sometimes for, for folks, but awesome. obviously, yeah, I figure out, I'll preface it with, with that. Sure. But if anyone goes and visits you, they know it's not like you're a working distillery. Right. So what are you guys going out kind of doing what say a barrel does, you know, barrel bourbon and kind of that, that Scottish, uh, the Scotch 
way of blending whiskey and finding a bunch of barrels from different places or or you just source them from one or you have a contract distilling How, how's that working for you all yeah and and we're we're straight up honest about uh about kind of where we are and where we've been um you know i think a lot of people you know especially here probably more so 10 years ago or so um you know, sourcing was kind of a, a bad word, but there's so many brands out there that you have to essentially. If you want to start up, you gotta you gotta source some beers. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're putting twenty million dollars down and you know building a distillery and you know waiting four years probably until something decent's coming out. And in the meantime, you're doing gin or something else. But and that's a great way to go. Um, so yeah, for the William Tarter uh, line, uh, we did source that that uh that whiskey um now we signed an nda so i can't legally say where um but we put the mash bill on the back so if you know your mash bills you can go read and probably can find out because we wanted to be as honest as we could um so that was kind of the william tar with this stuff um we partnered with a distillery out in western kentucky um and we kind of told him here's kind of what we want what we're looking for and now we're, we're coming through it um, the other really good news that we're really excited about is we just broke ground on a new distillery um, that is being built also in Western Kentucky, um, and we'll be partnering with a few others there, but we are we're the main piece of that, um, and all of our new barrels will be coming from that location directly, so um, we're kind of moving from original just pure sourcing to a partnership to now our location. Um, where it all be coming and we're really excited about that I, I don't have all the um the announcements ready but we will be we'll, we'll get back with you guys here soon but um where it is what the name will be and the master distiller are all awesome and i cannot wait to share that with, with kind of everybody because it's, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun okay so wait so you said you guys broke ground on a on a new distillery in western kentucky Mm-hmm. So, uh, so is is that your distillery? So I'm just trying to figure. So will that still technically be sourcing, or is it your your barrels? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll have we have ownership of it. Um, okay, got now you. it's now it's not 100 percent ownership, right? There's you know as we're a lot of money going into that, so there's some other um, other players in that. But yes, we we will have ownership of that um, of that distillery and uh, and be able to do ton of barrels out of there and, and exactly how we want it. So, and, and yeah. you know, we're working directly with that master distiller who we're bringing on and um, he's, he's fantastic. So we're just really excited about what's coming up here soon. Nice. I think I might be putting a few things together. I'll ask the question offline, see if I'm correct or, <laughs> or not. Uh, but, you know, to, to do that out there, but then you're obviously building, you're hoping to build a newer experience here in Lexington, sure. too, I'm guessing. So you'll have the kind of the two spots then. Yeah, yeah. The distillery out in Western will be more of the production side. Um, yeah, we wanted to try something different. You know, there's a lot of people you go on the distillery tours and you see the fermenters, you see everything. And then you go to the next one and you see the same kind of stuff. So um, which is great. And those guys have amazing history and amazing, you know, just time and expertise in, in those buildings. And some of it goes way, way back, which is incredible. Um, obviously, we're breaking ground on a brand new one. So we don't have that, but we, again, we wanted to be somewhere central into Kentucky. We love Lexington. We wanted to keep our footprint there. Um, so yes, the new, the new tasting room and everything that we'll be bringing the whole new experience 
uh, will be in Lexington, in the heart of Lexington. Um, so easily accessible to people on the bourbon tour and um, you know, people coming to see all the other brands. We want to be a major part of that. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because me, me personally, when it comes to like the bourbon tours, <clears throat> I don't care about them. Like, I, I don't like, you know, like you, like you said, it's kind of like the same story. It's like sure. you go and they're like, oh, in the 1800s, so-and-so was a rebel and he started this <laughs> distillery underground that became big and there was a fire and they had to rebuild. And then it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we went through them too. And again, when you're seeing the historic grounds, I think that's that's one thing and it's amazing. Um, but again, for the longest time, we didn't have any grounds, right? Like we're, we're still, you know, just trying to make it as a brand. So we wanted to do, okay, well, what, what can we do? What can we offer that's different? And one thing that we're doing um, that we're just really excited about is these finishes. So you tasted one, that French oak. We have 20 others that we're working on. Um, and a lot are going into private barrel select. So, you know, you, someone may come to a barrel pick, whether it's a retail store or a bar or restaurant or even private, uh, you know, private people, they can get with their friends and go buy a barrel and we'll put, yeah, we'll put your name on the label directly and you've got your own barrel. The cool thing about that is you may have the one and only barrel finished in X, whatever that is, that will never hit shelves, uh, you know, as a part of our lineup and may never even hit shelves again as part of a barrel select. So, you know, we're doing stuff that's just probably no one's ever seen before, like red oak, um, yellow birch, uh, cherry wood, sassafras, amberana starting to come up there. And but that one, I'm really excited about that. That's just a whole nother flavor. But um, yeah, sassafras is one we talked about that. You know, I don't think anybody's ever seen something like that. And uh, we just did a barrel pick and someone picked that barrel. It's the one and only barrel that we had. And, you know, we may do another one. But as of right now, when that launches, that'll be the only barrel um, at least in our brand that's, that's finished in Sassafras. And again, I don't know many other brands that do that. So part of that experience at our location that we're building out will be a finishing experience. You know, we want you to see the cool stuff, the finishing experience, the flavors. We want you to get to the tasting part, right? That's why, that's why most people like us, we go yeah. to these distillers. We want to taste the, taste the bourbon. So we want to really focus on let's get you in and let's, let's get you to taste it and see if you can pick up flavors and how can we build the tasting experience even further with, you know, different food pairings and how does that accentuate the, the flavors? Definitely. I like that. I like that. So, so what I'm guessing the goal is to kind of do some more releases, one-offs, limited edition, things like that, or seasonal or, or so forth, something like that. Is that kind of the future goal? Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, I'm literally putting down, you know, finishing up our, our next couple of year plan right now. Um, you know, one of the, the pieces we want to build out, what's our core line that people can get all the time. Um, we want to build, you know, a solid offering for, for people to be able to come in and, and know, you know, have their personality match something that we've got, which is, which is obviously fantastic that we want. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing some really cool limited releases and limited offerings, um, especially as we expand out right now, we're only in Kentucky physically on shelves. Um, we're about to go into Indiana physically. Um, right now you can go onto our website and you can order online. Um, and there's about 22, 25 states, um, that can get shipped to, um, in the next couple of weeks, we're about to partner with another, uh, company that will expand that to about 44 states. Um, so, you know, hopefully most of the U S can, can grab a bottle of, of something they like from us and, you know, we'll do some store releases and those will be available for shipping as well. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to build out that core, that core lineup that are always on the shelves um, that speak to that personality. Uh, but we want to do some really cool limited releases that, you know, are just not out there that people don't see. And, and again, how do we do that with barrel picks with, you know, guys like you or, or stores or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. What about Roz? Yeah, you know, we've, we've looked at that. Um, as of right now, we're, we're kind of really sticking with bourbon. Um, now, again, we've, we've had some really good success with the rye and bourbon blend. So um, I could see us coming out again with, with something like that. Um, you know, we, we might we want to try some different blending. You know, maybe it's a three mash bill, four mash bill. You know, how do we do something really, really cool? Um, so, you know, as far as just straight rye, um, you know, maybe that's something we do in the future. It's not, not currently on our plan. Um, but yeah, we're always, you know, we're open to, to anything. Nice. And, and you call yourselves RD1 spirits. Are there exactly. any other spirits that are also maybe in that plan? Uh, you know, we, we called ourselves RD1 spirits on purpose instead of RD1 bourbon, because we wanted to open it up. Um, currently in the, in the, you know, near future, there's, there's nothing on the horizon right now. Um, but you know, we, we've, we've looked at a couple different things and, and that might be something we do. Um, what could we do, you know, we could do, you know, tequila or rum or whatever, and then we could always finish in those bourbons. So there's, there's lots of options we could do. Um, one thing we did, which was really cool is we partnered with, uh, University of Kentucky's distilling, uh, college. And they made gin out of a still that we have at our at our tasting room on Manchester Street, which was which is really cool. So, um, you know, we've now got a little bit of experience running gin through the still and uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, as of right now, as of the next probably one or two years, uh, it's probably going to be either, you know, bourbon or some kind of blend and lots of fun finishes and, and, and crazy cool stuff like that. Nice. I like it. I like it. So, awesome. guys, any other questions there? I'm all out. What? I like this. These are great questions. <laughs> Chris, you guys need to come down to uh, come down to Lexington and come see us and and try some stuff straight from the barrel and uh, all the different crazy finishes we've got. See what you really like. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to find like some 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 butternut pecan wood finish or something. You know. <laughs> you know what? We we might have something for you then. <laughs> Hey, let, let, let's do it, dude. That sounds good to me. Let's let's make it, you know, make a plan. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Well, Chris, I appreciate you sharing some pours with us, sharing the story of RD One, and I'm excited to see see what you guys have going because I think one of the coolest things is the price points on these ones. You don't sure, see a lot of new brands dropping a fifty dollar bourbon that's at least a minimum of four years. You know, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive, and 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 it also tastes good, which is also as impressive. Yeah. And, and I mean, speaking of that, as we're looking at those barrel picks, you know, obviously we can't control everything with the price, but, you know, for the barrel picks, if, if a liquor store came in and, you know, your local liquor store came in and did a barrel pick with us, you know, they've got the option of selecting at at 101 proof or barrel strength. Um, and we've kind of pushed the MSRP to be at the 101 proof to be $64, um, $64.95 and the barrel strength to be at $84.95. You know, so how often do you see a store pick finished in something that maybe you've never seen before um, at barrel strength at you know 84.95 so um you know it's it's about accessibility it's about premium um you know premium bourbon premium uh process and uh again we we think bourbon's all about bringing people together so we want people to try it agree yeah. completely agree
Well, Chris, I appreciate it. And uh, D and, and the other Chris, thanks for uh, sharing some ports with us. Definitely. I appreciate it, guys. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. Cheers.